Hello world and welcome to the Overtone Warp Zone. This podcast is for people who enjoy games, love music, and want to know more about how their favorite songs work. In season one, we're taking a look at musical concepts found in pieces from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I'm Dan Bergman, and let's get started. The Nintendo Direct that brought us the first real information about Smash Bros. Ultimate, the one from June 12, 2018, had Sakurai reveal the inclusion of a new type of Smash Bros. fighter, the Echo Fighter. These are fighters whose movesets closely resemble those of an existing fighter. Uh, Well, let me quote Sakurai. Each of these fighters are based on another fighter in the game. And that's all he said about him, really. Daisy was introduced as the first one, and in total, seven fighters were given the designation. Well, the term Echo Fighter doesn't really carry a lot of significance. Let's break down the issues. For one, some of the Echo Fighters are basically identical but reskinned, such as Peach and Daisy, Samus and Dark Samus, and Simon and Richter. The other Echo Fighters have different moves, and some differ a lot. Pit and Dark Pit have some special moves that are different. Marth deals extra damage with the tip of his sword versus Lucina, whose damage is consistent. Then there's Ken and Ryu, whose moves look really similar but have totally different effects. Ken rolls when he back throws while Ryu stays stationary. Ken has a multi-hit fiery Shoryuken instead of Ryu's single hit regular punch. Ken stays stationary when he forward smashes but Ryu steps forward, among others. And don't even get me started on Roy and Karan. Karan is like a mashup of Ike and Roy, and those moves have different properties than their original characters did. So why are these characters Echo Fighters and others aren't? Like Olimar has an alternate skin for his infinitely more obscure partner, Alf, and Bowser Jr. has a unique skin for each of the Koopalings. Why aren't they each their own Echo Fighters and not just alternate costumes? Or the other way around, why isn't Daisy just a costume of Peach? On the other hand, these characters that are more derivative like Krom and Ken, why aren't other derivative characters Echo Fighters either? I mean, we have three different versions of Link, we have Ganondorf's moveset coming from Captain Falcons, we have Fox, Falco, and Wolf being basically the same thing, Pikachu and Pichu, any of the Fire Emblem characters, Ness and Lucas, Villager and Isabel, the Mario Brothers. Why aren't these Echo Fighters? In conclusion, the term Echo Fighter is meaningless. Speaking of which, this episode is all about one of the OG Echo slash not Echo Fighters, who got his start in Melee, Dr. Mario. This remix comes from his first Smash game and was arranged by Shogo Sakai. This is Fever. Thank you. 
Dr. Mario's first appearance was from the 1990 action puzzle game Dr. Mario for the NES. The game had mixed reviews. It generally had positive reception and was featured on several semi-official best game of all time lists, but on the other hand, it was criticized for being derivative. After Tetris's worldwide success in the late 80s, many clones and similar puzzle game copycats came out to capitalize on its success. Even the game's developer, Alexei Pajitnov, had some really odd sequels that just seemed to be cash grabs. Games like Weltris, Hatris, and Faces. Tris 3. Yes, it has an ellipsis in the name. Even the game itself doesn't know what it's doing. Nonetheless, Dr. Mario exists and was all around commercially successful. The premise of the game is that Mario, who had one of the most perplexing career changes of all time from plumber to doctor, has to clear viruses from a medicine bottle by yeeting two colored pills at it from across the room in an attempt to line up viruses and pills into a line of four in a row, which clears the viruses. This simple game was ported to every Nintendo console in existence and has some sequels with slight variations such as Dr. Mario 64, Dr. Mario Express, Dr. Mario Online RX, and Dr. Luigi. It even has a release this year in the mobile game Dr. Mario World, but that game is a topic for another episode. Now that we've had a good listen to how this remix goes, let's see what it sounded like as it appeared on the Nintendo Entertainment System. This game was composed by Hirokazu Hip Tanaka. There are some strange sounds in this song that come across more like effects than music. Little glitchy runs of notes, low frequency thumps, and other things make it seem like the viruses themselves are talking back to us, like they have some kind of personality. What are some of the other things in this song that make it sound that way? Well I'm glad you asked. Let's take a look at... Articulation! In music, Articulation is the musical direction performance technique which affects the transition or continuity on a single note, or between multiple notes. Obviously, music of all genres employ the use of all kinds of articulations. There are many types of articulation that exist, but I'll spell out three of the most common. First, here's a short passage of music that we will later on apply different kinds of articulation to. Staccato is when a note is played shorter than notated, usually half the value of the note. This doesn't mean that the music goes by faster as a result. The space left by shortening the note remains, meaning those moments are silent. Staccato notes are represented by writing a dot above or below a note head on a sheet of music. A passage played staccato might sound like this. Tenuto is the opposite of staccato. When playing tenuto, the note is held at its full value, or sometimes even longer, 
This begs the question, if I'm reading sheet music, why would I not hold a note for its full written value? Wouldn't that be not reading the music properly? Well, kind of. Tenuto notes in sequence make what's called a legato passage, meaning the notes sound as if they are connected together smoothly. If they are slurred together, you wouldn't even re-articulate the individual notes. Tenuto notes are represented by writing a horizontal line above or below a note head on sheet music, and a slurred or legato passage is noted by a curved line going from the first note head of the slur to the last one. This is what a legato passage, or a sequence of tenuto notes, would sound like. And lastly, for now, is the accent. Accented notes have a strong attack, or a start, to the note, with the intent of bringing that note out or calling it to our attention, or accenting it. This type of articulation is generally used sparingly, because if you accent every note, are any of them really standing out? Accented notes are marked by a horizontal wedge, open at the beginning and pointed at the end. Kind of like a mini decrescendo marking. This is what a passage would sound like with certain notes accented. So why discuss articulation with the Dr. Mario song Fever? Well, I think articulation is part of what brings the song to life. Have a listen to the very beginning of the Ness version again. We start with two bars of a bass line to establish the tone of the song. The key, tempo, genre, and so on. Then suddenly we launch up like two octaves to start the melody proper. I always feel like this part of the song is the virus's taunting Mario. And there are several reasons I can think of that make it sound like a little creature gabbing at you. For one, the pitch is so high up. And in terms of acoustics, the smaller the object, the higher the pitch it makes. In case it wasn't clear, these viruses are supposed to be like microscopic. Secondly, the first interval of the melody is a half step, the smallest interval you can make in our modern 12-tone system. And last of all, and most importantly for this episode, the notes are short. Short notes make you think of little creatures. We got ourselves one of our three types of articulation, staccato. Later on in the song, we have a B section that sounds very different. I'm gonna hop to Shogo Sakai's arrangement for this purpose. Now, instead of short little jumpy notes, we have lower pitched, longer notes for our melody. So our articulation has switched. Now we have tenuto notes. This part makes me think of Dr. Mario taking his time to carefully consider this situation. It is, after all, a puzzle game, so despite the speed of the game, you must play calculated to win. I picture Dr. Mario rubbing his chin as he does in one of his victory animations from Smash Bros, not being bothered by these active little creatures as he devises their destruction. And of course, the pitch is lower down, and acoustically speaking, bigger creatures make lower sounds. Last of all, we have section C, where the bass line causes a buildup to this part here. We have these shots of orchestral stabs, 
which may be representing some decisive actions from Dr. Mario, or the death throes of the viruses. Well, whatever it may represent, this is a new articulation. You guessed it, the accent. To me, these little elements add up to tell a story, even in a simple, plotless, mechanics-driven game like Dr. Mario. If it weren't for the first two bars of music, the contrast of the tiny-sounding staccato notes at the beginning wouldn't be emphasized enough as representing the tiny viruses. The tenuto notes could be there simply to break up the repetitive nature of the theme, so for your longer play sessions it wouldn't become torturous to listen to. Or it could be used to show how different Dr. Mario is from these nasty little things. The accented notes drive some drama into this whole thing, and shock us into the reality that these bugs can kill if we're not careful. Whether Hip Tanaka had these ideas in mind when he composed this song, one thing's for certain. You can slap a lab coat on a plumber, but that doesn't make him an MD. Or an Echo Fighter, apparently. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the podcast or suggestions of a song or music topic. Leaving a rating or review on your podcasting platform is a great way to share that with me and helps Overtone Warp Zone gain some exposure. You can stay up to date on podcast news by visiting the website overtonewarpzone.com. If you found some enjoyment from this podcast and want to give your support, check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash overtonewarpzone. Until next time, keep playing.